0: We're talking today about sexuality in your marriage and uh, what to do about selfishness. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and we're going to kick off this episode with a conversation uh, that Deborah Fileta and Gary Thomas had with Jim Daly and me. Uh, It's a continuation of a discussion about their book called Married Sex, which is a wonderful biblical book about this aspect of marriage. Here now is Jim Daly.
1: Deborah, I want to be cautious here because one of the feedback loops that we get here at Focus will be women that feel a certain amount of guilt because we're talking about this freedom in Christ and this is what we should be enjoying. And they struggle. They deeply struggle with with making that step. And it it doesn't come with that great joy. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned it a moment ago. And I want to ask a little bit further here on that obligation feeling because perhaps the brain wiring and their desires chemically, it's just not as high. And so their husband's thinking about it more often, maybe probing, saying, hey, is tonight going to be a good night for us? And she, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. It's that kind of reaction. How does she um, get over that difficulty of embracing it for something that is good and not something that is bad. I mean, this is the million dollar question yeah, right here. Yeah. And how do men become more sensitive? I don't want to let us off the hook to where we understand that, that it's, she's just not thinking the way we're thinking. Like I said a moment ago, fun, you know, I love dessert. I mean, I'm never too tired. Um, so how how do we manage that together? And how can we encourage our wives to, yeah, whatever, okay.
2: Yeah. You know, first and foremost, I think women need to really understand that it shouldn't be the norm to have that type of reaction towards sex. I think sometimes culture makes it seem like that's the norm. You know, even comic strips or comedies on TV, they make it seem like it's always that reaction of, oh, no, thanks. I have a headache tonight. I don't really feel like it. That shouldn't be the norm, and that's not God's intention for intimacy in marriage. So if that's the norm in your life, I think the next question is why. What is going on underneath the surface Mm -hmm. that might be preventing you from seeing sex as a gift for you to be enjoyed? Could it be a hormone imbalance? Mm -hmm. Could it be problems in the relationship that are going unaddressed, a lack of emotional and spiritual intimacy? Could it be that you're not... Saying what you need and speaking up about those things. Could it be that your schedule is so busy and stressed out and you're so exhausted by the end of the night? I want women to really begin to reframe this conversation and see sex as a gift for them. Maybe it's not mutually pleasurable and part of the next steps means sharing with my spouse what I need to make it mutually pleasurable. And conversations about these type of things are what help us to get there. You know, the average couple isn't comfortable talking about sex. I bet you the majority of people listening are even cringing a little because this is not a conversation that we're taught to have on a regular basis, but it should be. And let me assure you, the more that you talk about this, the more comfortable you're going to be talking about it, the easier it becomes.
1: And I I can't say amen enough to that because I do think we give over so much territory to the enemy in this space and then we don't communicate well. I do want to come back on... Helping men better understand that. And Gary, you can take a swing at this as well, but I want to hear Deborah's thoughts first. Sometimes, again, the stereotype, we're a little dense. I can't read your mind. You got to kind of tell me how I can help us here. For that husband and with all the counseling you do of couples, what is the roadmap for the husband to say, building emotional intimacy looks like this? I mean, seriously, some of us don't know. Right. We don't know what that means to connect emotionally. Please tell me the secret.
2: You know, think about emotional connection like a spider's web. Every little string is building something bigger. It's building something that's going to last. It's building this connection that you're weaving between you and your spouse. So everything from the affection that you give through your touch, the compliments and affirmation that you give through your words, the time that you offer her, the attention, the listening ear, the teamwork mentality as you're navigating and raising a family. All of these things build strings of emotional connection one to another. And I think your sex life should almost be a gauge for you men. When you feel like your sex life isn't where it should be, you've got to look at the emotional tank in your marriage and see, have I been fueling the emotional tank? Because if it's not full, your Mm. sex life is going to suffer as well.
1: And women said, yes, that's exactly right. And we're at like a quarter tank or less.
2: They said, if you want to arouse my body, (laughs) you've got to start by arousing my heart.
1: Okay, that is good. That is good stuff. Uh, Gary, let's turn it to you. When we're talking about husbands approaching their wives for that, you know, whatever, it'd be good to know some tricks that you've heard. I know that like Ted Cunningham, who we've had on the broadcast, (laughs) they light candles. Now, I think my house would burn down. But, <laughs> you know, honey, here's the lit candle. What are we saying? But there can be some mechanisms that a husband can use to probe that question. How should we as husbands kind of probe that sensitive area, knowing that we could get rejected? And that's tough. We need to talk about that, too, when your wife is saying, nah, I don't feel like it tonight. And that happens the next night, the next night. But what, no. what do we do? The
3: two things I'd say to husbands, two different areas. One, for emotional attachment. Empathy will go a long way, that you care about your wife's well-being in what all areas. What does that sound like in that
1: exchange? Yeah. What does when, the husband when say? When she's
3: presenting a problem, you're not just trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Rather, you're trying to say, boy, that's difficult. I understand. And then active listening would be the second part of it. Tell me more. Instead of just give me the Reader's Digest version. Try not to make it too painful. Be <laughs> you're curious. You're me
1: right now. You're killing me.
3: <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so so that that really the third aspect we're in this life together if you're too busy it hurts me if you feel like you've got too much on your plate i want to help take something off not that i'm adding another burden to you but we're doing life together so you're creating this unified response too often in discussions on marital intimacy we're pitting husbands against wives and we're exacerbating the battle, rather than saying, we want to be in this together. But the second part of that, I think, comes to focus on mutual pleasure, understanding, we we have this whole chapter, it's in the Song of Songs, on the five senses, the way that we can make it more special by looking at each of the senses. It's amazing to me, and this was new for me, just getting into the Song of Songs, how being more thoughtful about You know, guys are so focused on sight, but the power of sound, smell, taste and touch and emphasizing it so that if our wife's pleasure comes first, she's more likely to want to go back the next time because she knows there's a, frankly, a big payoff for her if she becomes open to the idea. Uh Um, So I I think empathy and kindness, mutual pleasure, uh, focusing on her being satisfied sets you up for what? goes forward.
0: Well, Erin, let's build a little bit on what we heard from Gary and Deborah. Um, If a wife turns down her husband's request for sex, what does that mean if he um, takes it personally, feels rejected, and acts out in some way?
4: You know, I would say that if a husband is reactive and angry and aggressive when His wife says no to sex. I would say that that creates a very unsafe environment. A woman has to have the ability to say yes or no. It's a request. It's not if, if it's a demand. Well, that's a whole nother problem. And so it's just looking at when she says no, what does that mean? And I would even say it's a great conversation to have. Like When you say no what does that really mean? Are you rejecting me? Are you rejecting connection? What are you rejecting? As well as what do we do when someone says no, then who initiates Hmm. following that? And even having a plan, I think helps to, it helps people to relax, to go, okay, not right now, but later.
0: Yeah. And you talked about this uh, a few episodes ago, I remember, where you said, if she says no, not tonight, can't, sorry then maybe it'd be a good idea if she came back and said yes. a couple, you know the next night or whenever that is hey I remember I said no, so let Mm -hmm. me go ahead and just open that door Mm -hmm. and and extend that invitation to you now. Yes. That seems to be an easy thing. Why is it so hard for couples to do that?
4: Because most couples don't talk about sex, (laughs) and so it's just looking at that. It's an awkward conversation, but it's such a necessary conversation of, yes, if I say no, well, if we have a plan in place, like when someone, whether it's a husband that says no or a wife... Says no. And I think often what we portray is that a wife is saying no, husbands say no too. And so it's just going, what do we do when someone says no? And I think it's so helpful, the couples I've worked with, just to know like, okay, so that, thus it's your responsibility being personally responsible to come back and talk about what's going on or initiate Mm -hmm. as a follow-up.
0: Yeah, this goes all the way back to the fall in the garden. And uh, Focus President Jim Daly has said this time and again, we're all broken sexually in some way. And uh, we want you to find a healthy place in your marriage with regard to sexuality. And we have a lot of resources for you at our website. We're going to link over to a few of those. Uh, in the show notes, including Five Things Experts Wish You Knew About Healthy Sex in Marriage. It's a great little article. It's free. We'll post a link over to it. And then uh, we also have an opportunity for you to donate uh, to the ministry. We would ask that you consider a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. Uh, Join the support team or uh, renew your support of Focus on the Family. And we'll say thank you by sending a copy of this terrific resource, Married Sex, written by Deborah Felata and Gary Thomas. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, we're going to be offering more hope to blended families with Gary Chapman and Ron Deal. For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.